Imagine a swarm of insects that is 110 miles wide and 1800 miles long, twice the size of Colorado, able to block out the sun for days and able to travel 124 miles a day. This is what the swarms of Rocky Mountain locusts looked like, looked like in the 19th century, the largest swarm ever recorded. These insect swarms ranged through the western portion of the United States and Canada and were a crucial part of the natural rhythm of grasslands. So why don't we see locust swarms in the United States today? What happened to the Rocky Mountain locust? Today, we no longer see immense locust swarms because this species was driven to extinction. So what co caused the disappearance of these locust swarms? When it was time to go back home and breed, the locusts settled in the permanent zones. These zones were scattered in valleys where conditions were just right. They enjoyed soft soils near rivers where vegetation was abundant. Unfortunately, these were also perfect conditions for settlers. Slowly, the lo locust breeding grounds were altered by farms. Plowing, livestock, and irrigation destroyed locust eggs and locust nymph habitats. These land disturbances made it hard for locust populations to recover, and by 1902, the great swarms were no longer seen. The extinction of the Rocky Mountain locusts was a warning sign. This tragic story is a great example of the devastating effects a fast-changing environment can have on our animal lives. We are changing the natural world at such a rapid pace that it surpasses wildlife's ability to adapt. Today, due to human activity, insect populations are declining at a rapid pace, just like the Rocky Mountain locusts. Scientists are calling this phenomenon insect apocalypse. It is predicted that 40% of insects will face extinction in the next 20 years, and there are many studies that support this prediction. A study presented by the journal Science Direct shows that in Germany, researchers have recorded a 76% decline in insect biomass over the course of two decades, while a Puerto Rican study showed an insect biomass decrease between 75% and 98% over the course of 35 years. So what is causing the collapse of these insect populations? Similar to the Rocky Mountain locusts, habitat destruction is contributing to the demise of insects. But there are also many other factors such as climate change, pesticide use, pollution, and light pollution. If insects are declining in great numbers, why don't we hear more about this problem? The truth is that not many people are fond of insects. Bugs are often seen as ugly and icky and do not receive as much attention as cute endangered mammals. If you Google, most famous endangered species, the first result will be a website titled Top 10 of the Most Endangered Species. This list is made up of nine mammals such as panda bears, Siberian tigers, and sea otters, and only one bird, the whooping crane, with no reptiles, no fish, or amphibians, or insects. Insects are the most diverse groups of animals in the planet, and they make up 80% of the world's species, while mammals are only about 4%. Four percent. Yet they are often overlooked, especially when talking about endangered species. 
Although insects don't often get to be the poster child of endangered species, with an exception of the monarch butterfly, it is important that we talk about them and how our changing environment is threatening their numbers. You may be wondering, why should we care about these bugs and why is it so important for us to save them? Insects are extremely essential and play an important role in ecosystems. They provide numerous ecosystem services. Um, they provide goods such as honey and silk. They pollinate 75% of food crops. Insect decomposers break down organic matter and recycle nutrients. Insects serve as, serve as biocontrol agents. They make sure that pests don't get out of hand. Insects are also food for mammals, fish, birds, amphibians, and reptiles, and without them, many food webs would collapse. An article titled, Where Have All the Insects Gone? by Gretchen Vojek talks about how disappearing insects are already affecting populations of birds. In North America and Europe, insectivorous bird populations are in steep decline and scientists hypothesize that this might be due to a lack of bugs. Scientists notice that birds' diet began to, began to change when the insecticide DDT was introduced. As a result, with less insects in their diet, birds also received less calories and nutrients, causing their numbers to fall. Now that we know a little about the problem and why it is important, let's talk about a few examples of insects that are endangered. When we talk about an endangered insect species, probably the first thing that will come to mind is the monarch butterfly. There is no doubt that monarch butterflies are important to the environment. They pollinate many wildflowers and are an important food source for many animals. According to the Center for Biological Diversity, over the past two centuries, monarch numbers have decreased by 80%. The development of urban areas made it hard for milkweed, their only food source, to grow and develop. And the overuse of herbicides in farms has made it nearly impossible for weeds to grow, turning the land barren except for crops. Another insect that has been added to the endangered species list due to habitat fragmentation and destruction is the American burring beetle. Although not as charismatic as a monarch butterfly, these this beetle deserves recognition and deserves to be talked about. The American, the American burring beetle is the largest of the carrion beetles and it is characterized by its black body and dark orange spots. It gets its name because it, this beetle tends to bury food for their young. Unlike most insect carrion beetles have biparental care, which means that both of the male and female take care of their young a rare behavior in insects. Unfortunately, oil and gas companies have destroyed these beetles' habitat, taking it to the brink of extinction. According to an article published in the Journal of Insect Conservation, habitat fragmentation and destruction has reduced carrion prey, while the competition for carrion has increased. Today, only a few individuals remain in the United States. Oil and gas companies have long been fighting to remove this insect from the endangered species list. This will allow these companies to lift restrictions. This will allow these companies to lift restrictions on oil and gas drilling on areas where this insect resides. 
Insects such as the American burring beetle are able to break down dead material and recycle materials back into the soil. Without these decomposers, not only would dead plants and animals be piled up everywhere, but there would also be a high deficiency in vital nutrients. Another factor that is threatening insect life is pesticide use. Apart from controlling pest populations, pesticides are also killing off beneficial insects. To confirm if pesticides were affecting pollinator populations, in 2015, a German study tested the nectar and pollen from wildflowers that were next to treated fields. Researchers not only verified that pesticides were found in pollen and nectar, but the pesticides were concentrations were even higher than the pesticide concentrations found in crop plants. The same study analyzed the effects of these pesticides in different, in different hymenoptera and found that even small concentrations of pesticides have the potential to affect the insect's ability to navigate and communicate, overall decreasing their survival. As mentioned before, pollinators such as bees and wasps, wasps are essential for our survival. They pollinate our crops and make sure that our wildflowers continue to grow and develop. Wasps, which are also in the order Hymenoptera, are also perform ecosystem services. Like bees, they are pollinators, but they are also predators. They keep other insect populations in check, especially pestiferous insects. Another factor that is contributing to insect decline but is rarely talked about is light pollution. Light pollution, often referred to as artificial light at night, has been increasing every year by 2 to 6 percent over the last 10 years. Due to an increase in urbanization, more than 60% of invertebrates are nocturnal, which means it is no surprise that light is an important cue for insects. Insects depend on light for orientation, navigation, and predator avoidance, and to locate food and mate. For instance, studies have shown that dung beetles use the light of the Milky Way as an orientation marker, while moths use the light of the stars and moon. Attractive artificial lights can kill insects directly and instantly when in contact with the lamp, but it can also kill them indirectly. According to an article written by Grubisic and colleagues, artificial light reduces the production of sex pheromones in flying insects, which in turn affects courtship behavior and mating success. Insects like fireflies that depend on light patterns for courtship and mating have shown to be negatively affected by light pollution. When insects are stuck following an artificial light, they stop eating, communicating, and migrating. For example, studies have shown that light pollution interrupts feeding in moths, reducing their their survival success. Overall, light pollution impedes insect communication, migration, feeding, and their reproductive behavior. As mentioned before, insects are essential in all ecosystems. They pollinate, recycle nutrients, and nourish soils. They are amazing as biocontrol agents, and they also provide food for many other animals. Without these arthropods, 
there would be a catastrophic and irreversible cascading effect, effect through many food webs. The end of all insects would cause the collapse of communities and ecosystems. So what can we do to stop the, this insect apocalypse? The truth is that the best way to reduce insect threat is by developing and implementing more sustainable farming techniques that limit the land use and the use of pesticides and herbicides. We also need to push for the development of renewable and reusable energy sources in order to prevent big industries like the oil and gas industry from continuing to, to destroy natural habitats and emitting greenhouse gases. Although these solutions would be the most effective in reducing insect threat, it is it is most likely that this change will not occur overnight. Nevertheless, there are still many things we can do to help out bugs. For example, changing your land for wildflower gardens is a good start. A lawn, a lawn is a wasteland for insects. The monoculture of an invasive grass rarely provides food and shelter for insects. Not to mention the use of pesticides and fertilizers required to maintain land lawns that could affect many bugs and run off into rivers and oceans. Changing your lawn for native plant species will be better for insects and your wallet. Maintaining a garden of native species require less water and money because these are plants that would naturally naturally grow in your environment, which means that overwatering and fertilization would not be necessary. Wildflowers Wildflower gardens will provide insects with food and shelter. So this is the end of the episode, Insect Apocalypse. Hope you guys enjoyed.